0: It looks like just one episode was not enough as we finish our look at the 1990s James Bond songs with The World Is Not Enough, then we decide what is the best and what is the worst on today's episode of That Song From That Movie. Thank you for joining that song from that movie, The Journey Through the Very Best and Worst of Movie Songs. Welcome back to part two of our look at the James Bond songs of the 1990s. No formal introductions this week because we just want to get on with it. So, Ben, over to you.
1: Yes, sir. Okay, so I'm kind of the bookend of the 1990s with The World Is Not Enough, which was the 19th Bond film and the third Star Pierce Brosnan. This one, do you know why it is called The World Is Not Enough?
2: Is it a reference to something in the film, then? No, it's
1: not. (laughs) This is a throwback to On Her Majesty's Secret Service. The world is not enough is on the coat of arms of the Bond family. um, Well, the Bond family coat of arms. (laughs) (laughs) So It's it's not a reference to a book, but yeah, it's just on the coat of arms. And it's a very uh, megalomaniac view I feel to have on your coat of arms. The world is not enough. But yes, in this film, we follow Bond as he attempts to foil a scheme in which terrorist renard attempts to increase petrol prices by triggering a <laughs> nuclear meltdown again i think that's quite an extreme reaction to just want to increase the price of a bit of diesel
2: yeah it's very it's very similar to the last one in that they're going uh it's very similar to tomorrow never dies yes very they <laughs> going to crazy lengths to achieve something that feels like it's not that important
1: it feels like they're throwing darts randomly at idea boards or you know just shaking a ball and it just says petrol prices nuclear meltdown (laughs) robbie coltrane okay we got it (laughs) (laughs) does robbie coltrane appear in all of the present ones yeah i think he does was he in golden the game
2: yeah i think he was in the game yeah i can't confirm
0: but i I think he was it's a very bbc answer
1: i can't confirm or deny but i think it might well have been potentially yes maybe
0: I wonder if there is a way of modding Agrid from the first <laughs> Harry Potter game into Golden Eye. Oh my Just God! <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Your friend Agrid. <laughs>
1: You're a wizard, Pierce.
0: <laughs> the wand is not enough.
1: The wand is not enough. Amazing. Come on, you can do this it's... with more of them. <laughs> more never flies. Oh. <laughs> oh God! Golden Snitch eye. Golden no. Snitch. Yeah. It's golden I'll Snitch. Golden snitch. <laughs> golden snitch. is better than Golden Snitch eye. So yes. The soundtrack for the film was composed by David Arnold in his second Bond film, and the title song, The World Is Not Enough, was written by Arnold and Don Black. Do people remember Don Black? Yes. Don Black is kind of Bond royalty. He has co-written five Bond songs, including Thunderball, Diamonds Are Forever, The Man With The Golden Gun, and Tomorrow Never Dies, and then the fifth being this. That is pretty good going. They keep going back to the guy. What do... I mean, we've already spoken about in the previous episode about Golden Eye and Tomorrow Never Dies. But what do people think of this song, both a song in itself and compared to those other
0: Bond 90s songs? So with this one, very similar to GoldenEye, I remember the bit where the name of the film is said and think, oh, this is a good song. Then I hear the rest of it and go, oh, what is this? Like even the line after The World Is Not Enough, I don't quite understand. And I don't think it quite fits in the song.
1: Oh, really? I mean, I should say that this song is performed by the American rock band Garbage which is just one of the garbage. best names. Oh, yes, as garbage as it's known in certain circles. Which is it? <laughs> what circles are those? <laughs> uh, I don't know, the um,
2: upper class? Ones we're not invited to.
1: Yes, basically. But yeah, Alex, what do you think?
2: What did I think? I like this one. I think it's like one of the most sort of underrated Bond songs. I think it's maybe disregarded a bit because of how bad the film is, because the film is just woeful. But yeah, I like it. It's like It has a bit of like a haunting quality, a sort of trance-inducing register. I think like it has a coolness that the kind of cr- the cr- so like I was saying in the Cheryl Crow one that it has a bit of a coolness in the verses and then goes completely off on the chorus. I feel like this also has a bit of like a cool swagger in the verses, but really delivers on the memorable, mega dramatic chorus. Yes. Which the former definitely lacks. So I, I think I think it's good. I do understand what you mean about that line D. It took me a few times to try and actually hear kind of like what was being said. But Is that the line but it is such a perfect place to start, our love
1: is it our love right okay yeah it's our love yeah yeah and then it rhymes with my love so it's not
2: exactly the most creative (laughs) i think it's really strong i think it's um it feels like it has you know like a lot of roots in the bond classic songs as i feel all three of these do none of them have really stepped outside the box have they but i think that this one is the one that gets closest to sort of achieving something i think because of the tone (laughs) (laughs) the tone of um (laughs) I don't know, I think it's maybe the tone of the voice is kind of a bit different. It's not quite, it's not powerful again. I think it's definitely more in the Cheryl Crow and Nancy Sinatra, sort of. Or maybe even the early 80s, like for your eyes only. It's kind of more that vibe. But it sort of works, I think, in this case, where it maybe doesn't in the others. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I think for me it's probably the, the strongest of the 90s.
1: Yeah. Thinking about it a few weeks ago, he'd have asked me, and I said... I I think I used to mock it. I don't know why. I don't know if it's Shirley Manson, the lead singer of Garbage, her voice. But I used to mock it. But when I'm listening to it back, yeah, I think I actually quite like it. I don't know if it's just aged on me. Or maybe the music of Garbage has aged on me as well. I wasn't a Garbage fan um, as a tween, teen, child. But yeah, I quite like it. And we tried to hint on this before of previous episode of do you just pull on the same notes of old songs and just go for those sort of big bombastic Bond songs which I think they've kind of gone back to in more recent years, that stripped back vocals and either a big band or, you know, strings backing. But I feel this has tried to push it a bit more, and I think they did that maybe now and leading into the noughties a bit. It's got a bit more of an electronica feel, which I thought was maybe because it was Garbage who wrote it, but no, they didn't. The only change she made was changing the word I in one of the lines to we, and that's all they did. Check,
0: please. (laughs) <laughs>
1: basically yeah writing credit yeah. <laughs> but I was very surprised compared to some of the other Bond songs that we've covered there is not one other act listed that was touted for this song it was just Garbage which doesn't scream to me like when I write a song I don't think yeah this is Garbage and I don't mean that in the... uh... <laughs> I mean it's too It's too. It, they do it I can, I can make the joke even Garbage do it do you know what the name of Garbage's greatest hits album is called Utter oh, garbage. On the same lines, yes. Total garbage. Absolute garbage. <laughs> okay. Nice. But you know, if they can if they can make the puns, so can I. Of which this song does feature on that album. I, I can't exactly say a long list of garbage songs. I don't know if you can. I feel like doing Adora the Explorer where I ask the audience and just leave it silent and go. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking me? You're the one with the notes. <laughs> I didn't look at garbage. <laughs> Classic Drake and Josh. Yeah, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> but yes, the song is supposed to be sang from the point of view of Electra King. Now that is a that's a strong name, and her love for world domination and seduction. So Electra King is the heiress in the film who seems to be the a bit of the Bond girl femme fatale, but maybe she's got an
2: ulterior motive. Spoiler: she does. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, is this, this is also the one with Robert Carlyle, isn't it? it is. uh, where he has like a bullet slowly going into, his slowly brain. going into his brain and <laughs> killing his pain sensors.
1: And I think the true motive—I mean, this whole petrol thing—I think it's a front. He actually just wants to hurt MI Five, MI Six. Yeah, basically oh, like because it. they've put this bullet in his brain and it's slowly making its way in there. I don't know why it's slowly making. It's one of those sort of pseudoscience things. It's a MacGuffin. But he can't I'm feel still. pain. I'm pretty sure he holds it like a briquette. <laughs> like a, a you know on fire in his hand and he's supposed to go wow he's hardcore <laughs> and then i think he pushes it in someone's face uh, a career high shall we say but yes a song about world domination and seduction two things i guess are often i don't know if she's being seduced by the idea of world domination or they are two separate topics woven into the same song but hey ho what do people actually think about the opening credits of this song in the film again it's a, i've put it as another dali special dali special
2: yeah yeah the melty women the the upwards flowing uh, liquid <laughs> and it, i feel like it had like a subtle nod to you know like the wall the pink floyd video with the walking hammers
1: okay I yeah i feel like there's yeah. a bit of that yeah
2: pretty yeah, yeah. like the oil they were oil rigs i think weren't they But it was just like it was quite like that i thought it was quite a good i think it's probably the strongest of the three but they were all kind of they were all kind of similar in that they were very heavy on the cgi and very heavy on promoting the something from the film to try and set it up a bit more i think it's quite a good thing for them to start doing because i think it gets you into the frame it gives you a bit of a frame of reference immediately whereas the other the ones didn't really do anything like that maybe they were trying to or they were sort of more subtle whereas these are a bit obvious but yeah. i kind of like it and they definitely do they're definitely trying more i think that's something that you see with the with the 90s and noughties ones definitely that they take this idea of the bottom opening credits and they turn it up a thousand notches.
0: Do you think all the Tire ladies was supposed to evoke Goldfinger?
2: I think it was a bit, yeah. I think yeah. it definitely had that vibe, didn't it? Like the whole, like, coated in,
0: yeah, like like with, the, with them painted fully
2: gold and stuff. But they were much more, like,
0: drippier than this. There's obviously that rumor about completely false rumor about the the woman that was painted gold dying. I feel like you're you're far more likely to die being covered in whatever the women in the world is not enough for being covered in. <laughs> yeah, the only difference is that the women in this are CG animated, <laughs> not actually painted. That's what they want you to believe. That's what they want me to, <laughs> believe. to cover up.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: it literally is a cover up. Moving on from the opening credits, have people seen the actual video that Garbage
2: made for this song? I have not. You're missing a doozy. Alex, have you seen it? I didn't see it. No, oh, no. I, I just I, I watched. I actually watched the other two, but not this one. I just assumed that all of them. Well, I'm going to have to give you am going to
1: have to give you a synopsis because this one's an actual video, which is I I think pretty incredible. So, Android Shirley Manson. <laughs> that's right. Android Shirley Manson comes in and kills <laughs> real <laughs> Shirley Manson, and then there's kind. That's kind of split with a scene in which they're putting together android shirley manson while she's singing so there's bits of robot kind of you know tweaking in her brain and stomach and things like this with all these parts and then she uh, android shirley manson because real shirley manson's dead then he's singing to the camera she kills people by kissing them so she seems to be some sort of like evil robot android going around killing people. She punches a window at some point for some reason and loads of men in la- white lab coats sort of write things down on like clipboards and smile like, yes, we've made a good one. <laughs> and then she goes to like what looks like some sort of Royal Albert Hall place and then there's a ticking time bomb and she explodes. So I'm sorry I spoiled that for you. But basically it seems like she's a bad guy. She's killing people. She kills Shirley Manson, real Shirley Manson, android Shirley Manson does. She kills these men by kissing them. Then she explodes in this theatre. But listen to this quote by Shirley Manson. It's like a mini Bond action-packed film where an android removes evil from the world and sacrifices herself in the process of a kamikaze warrior. Now, from that, describing that, (laughs) does it sound like she's removing evil from the world? Because she's killed real Shirley Manson. She's killed many men by kissing them, and then she explodes in an auditorium probably filled with a few hundred people. Now, that doesn't sound like. Unless they're all evil. I don't know if it's an auditorium of evil. Maybe it is. <laughs> they, they didn't have all these sort of like wicked smiles to be like, oh, that's the evil ones.
2: <laughs> it's just children like playing that thing with the sticks and the uh, the hoops, <laughs> running around laughing gaily.
1: But yeah, uh, apparently this is what Garbage liked to make their videos. And they said it was important that the music video was also a garbage video. Again, puns are plenty. But yeah, you've got to watch <laughs> it and everyone listening, give it a go. It is a, it, is a, it is a doozy. And I don't know, is this sort of a trend now moving forward in which they had a music video and an opening credits separate?
2: Yeah, because I was thinking like with A View to, Ki- a, View to a Kill had a proper video, didn't it? It did. Yeah, yes. it wasn't that, the first but- though. Yeah, was it? Uh... Sheena Easton? I think Sheena Easton did, but it was just very much her standing and singing. Right. Okay. But I feel like the, the the Tina Turner one and the Cheryl Crow one are very much like their opening credits, but they're just slightly altered. Whereas this one sounds like the proper video again, like of you to a Kill. I can't really think of like any other ones after this that are just like proper videos that aren't a bit creditsy. I mean, the Chris Cornell one had a lot of footage from the film, didn't they? Mm. Yeah.
1: Because mm. yeah, when I think to the modern ones, you know, Skyfall things like this I'm pretty sure the video is just the opening credits
2: yeah or like inter intersplit with yeah with lyrics film. or like a lyrical yeah.
1: video and stuff like that as is quite common nowadays
2: yes yeah, so I can't think of many where they're actually just like fully formed music videos on their own mm,
1: yeah but yes this is definitely of what I have seen the best
2: so credit
1: <laughs> where credits due. garbage well done but yes you're not a good guy Shirley <laughs> stop trying to pull one over us Before we talked about these films, did you think The World Is Not Enough, the song was a well-liked Bond song in the sort of pantheon that is all of these
2: songs? I I thought it was one that was probably quite forgotten by other people, but it was one that I remembered fondly. It it was always one that I was like, that's one of my favourites, and if at the very beginning you'd have asked me for a top five, I probably would have put it in there, because it's one of the ones I really remembered liking. But I don't know if it's one that other people sort of include in their strongest I don't know if it's, like, instantly one that people recall.
1: Well, it seems to be. I don't know if you thought the same, D. Go on. It just seems to be in a lot of, like, top ten Bond films, it is there. It is round about the, sort of, the ten mark. There's a few nines, tens. But it is definitely up there. And I don't know if it's one of those things where I just think, God, there's, no, there's, there's, that's really high. There's got to be better. But then when I really, really think, maybe there's not. Maybe I'm just think, maybe, <laughs> maybe they're generalised. Everything else is garbage. Everything else is garbage. Uh, maybe I do generalise. Maybe there's just some absolutely Stone King classics, four or five, and then the rest are just petering around.
2: Well, as well, well, we've talked about the ones that maybe seem iconic, like we have in this episode with, like, Goldeneye. When you get down to it, it's not really great beyond, like, two, like, little tiny bits of the song. Whereas the fact that this one is just a good song all round, for mm-hmm. me, I mean, that's what I feel, feel about it. Yeah. So that's, like, so like it's only when you really get down to the nitty gritty of analysing them a bit like we have that you kind of really... Acknowledge that this one is probably one of the highest-rated ones.
1: I've got a review from Pop Matters magazine, which is apparently an international magazine, which says it follows the Shirley Bassey template. This song, would you agree with?
2: I would not. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I Damaged.
0: I think the actual line of the world is not enough. It's similar to the style of how Shirley Bassey would pace it, but the full song definitely not.
2: I feel like with Shirley, she comes in early as well. Shirley comes in early. <laughs> comes in, that was <laughs> intentional. <laughs> Poet, I'm not even there. Like Goldfinger, it's like right at the beginning. Diamonds are forever. is like the first line. I feel like she comes in with the film style, like right from the beginning. Whereas this builds the chorus like a more conventional pop song. Yeah, that seemed
0: to be a very important thing in like, the sixties and the seventies. Yeah. The name of the film was In There Early. Yes. Not in these ones. No. Do you think maybe they had limit? Did they have a shorter time on the
2: credits in the earlier ones? And then if they maybe felt a bit shorter when I was watching, these ones felt longer and there was more going on with them. But I don't know if that is because there was more going on, they felt longer, I don't know. Mm, Maybe.
1: It was a very well received song critically, especially I think because of the incorporation of like sort of the electronica, which I think was credited to Garbage, but I don't think they actually did anything. Again, that's probably the best kind of praise when you do nothing and you still get the applause. Charted in the UK at number 11. So I don't know if you think that's good or bad, but we were talking in the previous part of this 90s Bond songs, but it got to number one and quite high up in a lot of other places in a lot of scandinavian countries so i don't know why there's something going on up in scandinavia where they just really have an affinity with bond because so we talked about like aha doing the video uh doing the song and alex you talked about ace of bass being yeah counted for one just yeah there's something cardigans clearly going on well. up there and cardigans yeah they, you know from like i'm just looking now finland iceland norway sweden all a lot higher it's quite interesting but yes
2: not charted in the u.s it didn't chart in the u.s no that surprised me as well, considering they're a US band.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess um, Shirley Manson's Scottish, which I didn't know.
2: Um, oh, is she?
1: But yeah, it is an American band. But yeah, did not chart in the States. I do not know
2: why, but yeah. It was a very American-heavy decade, actually. All three, which I've just realised now. Yeah. Does that
1: carry on for a bit? Yeah.
2: Yeah, for a while. Yeah. Until, a while. Adele? Yeah. until, until no, Adele? Until Adele. Until recently. Yeah, recent, yeah the, the last few. Oh, well, none the most recent one. It's um, that's odd. I think it's interesting when you look at the chart positions in the UK, because... You'd think all of them, because of our relationship with Bond, would really rank highly, like one or two, but none of them ever seem to. Yeah. And then, in fact, obviously, I think we've mentioned, and we'll go yeah. into that when we get into that episode, that the first one to reach number one was the Sam Smith one. It's Ugh. like not even a, not even Skyfall, which you would... I mean, Adele is like literally every song she ever does is number one for yes. forever. So, I mean, that was just surprising. So it's weird that you don't see more of them high up on the chart, really. But I think it was a lot more difficult, wasn't it? Even in the 90s when to get sort of a, a number one single was still really massive because it was only really on CD sales, like physical sales, yep. rather than now where it's so, so different. So
1: Yeah, but I think also yeah, there's that difference of when you compare like what the last three Bond songs of Adele, Sam Smith and Billie Eilish basically some of the biggest names in the music industry at the time whereas Garbage I mean I know they've you know probably got a very good following but they they're not comparable whatsoever. No. Sheryl Crow, I imagine she's you know she has done a lot, very well but I imagine they're still not on the same level of like what would have been. I don't know who was the biggest like, artist in the 90s. Britney. <laughs> yeah, you go Britney, Mariah Carey, things like this. There's just there's a different level and I there's a there's a part of where You know, you can often say a lot of modern singers take, I don't know, take Justin Bieber, for example. It doesn't matter if it's a good song or not. It's probably in the top 10 already just by its being his name because of the pulling power that they have, that artists have nowadays. Whereas, you know, it's very hard to separate. Is it a good song or is it just the name that's attached to it that's putting it up on the charts? Sorry, garbage, but you just don't have the same pull as Billie Eilish.
0: (laughs) I'm sure they probably agree with that.
1: (laughs) Yep, probably. She's probably a fan. Probably, yeah. Probably. Okay. Top five. Another top five of which you might not know any any answers, but let's see how we go, folks. So yeah, while I was Is it death related again? It's not death related again. No. I'll just quickly close that one off. Open another top five. (laughs) There we go. So let me just see what this one okay, this top five. Right. Yeah, while I was doing research for the world is not enough, I was looking at some of the names of the characters. A lot of the, and I think this is a classic thing for Bond girls, you know, in commas. The names are ridiculous, but I think they started to move away from that in the 90s. So, so we've got Electric King, very strong name. The other name is Christmas Jones, which is, a, is a, <laughs> that, I mean, that's a, that's a good name.
0: Only comes in on Christmas
1: game early. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, I knew there was something. There's there. lines like that. In a lot of cases, unfortunately, there were some terrible Bond girl names in the 60s, 70s, 80s. So I ask you, what were the most ridiculous bond girl names and this is an actual list on ranker of the bond girl names what are the top 5 most ridiculous bond girl names felicity shagwell is it is is a austin <laughs> is powers austin one Dennis. <laughs> but a honourable mention. Fuck me and Fukyu, all those ones. Fook me and Fook me. Although there is someone n- number five on this list is unfortunately very very close to that. But wasn't there one called like Pussy Galore? Pussy Galore is, is number one song. on the list. Yeah. Yes, Pussy Galore was in Goldfinger. So yes, that is number one. Again, obviously a very ridiculous name. You can tell the kind of people. You know, New York Times. They would have loved these names, wouldn't they? <laughs>
2: probably yeah yeah they would have absolutely you know not.
1: think of those kind of names
2: because they're
1: all terrible one of them is a the name of a bond film i Octopussy. going to it is octopussy is the name of <laughs> the moonraker. bond girl not moonraker
2: <laughs> the one from doctor knows like something like honey is it like honey rider or something honey child rider that sounds right yeah honey child rider she was number eight in the list alex yeah yeah, it's not it's not that bad that one. Obviously it got worse. Would
1: you like some honorable mentions that missed out on the top 5? Yes, please. Uh, Penelope Smallbone. Uh, Molly, <laughs> Molly Warm Flash. Jesus. Yeah, God. I know. I know. Uh, Jenny Flex. Jenny Flex
2: was a view 2 killer. Yeah.
1: You got so you've got you got, the, you got so ones like Mayday, ago. Solitaire. You got you know they're not too bad. Yeah. Agent Strawberry Fields. Uh, Xenia on <laughs> <laughs> from GoldenEye, Xenia on Oh, uh, yeah, really. Xenia on Yeah. So, yes, so you've got number one, Pussy Gore. Do you want me to give you number two? Yes.
2: Uh, yeah, come okay. on. This is, quite, this is quite
1: difficult. Yeah, they, I like to make them difficult. So those Bond aficionados that are listening out there. Holly Goodhead, or rather Doctor <laughs> Holly Goodhead, because, you know, it's, it's <laughs> fine if we put Doctor in front of it, from the film Moonraker. Plenty O'Toole from Diamonds Are Forever. And then the number five is Chew Me. That's right. Just <laughs> chew me. Just chew me. Chew me from the man with the golden gun who is basically a woman who is swimming and she just asks Bond, I think it's Roger Moore at the time, to get in with get in with her and he says, I haven't got a swimming costume and she says, neither do I or something like that and then he walks off and that's literally the interaction but apparently she's called Chew Me for no other reason why they just had to make these names as terrible as possible. Thank God! Like most of the names on this list are not the names from the two thousands onwards. <laughs> Thank
0: yeah, God. I'm trying to think what what are they called now. But... Vespa
1: Lind is the only one I can remember.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, from, that's Is you know. well, it he,
1: good? You name. said
2: strawberry. Was it Strawberry Fields? Agent
1: Strawberry Fields.
2: I mean, it's not a bad yeah, name. Which is in which is Quantum of Solace, isn't yeah. it?
1: Yeah. But it's not a bad uh, Jinx,
2: name. was it? Jinx was uh, Halle Berry. So they that was like quite annoying. I mean, I think she maybe had a full name, but that's how what she was called. Yeah, it? but I
1: guess they're the nicknames. Like It's like Mayday, you know, uh, Grace Jones' character. There's nothing anything yeah. sort of overtly sexual. There's nothing like Or solitaire. Name. But just names like Xenia on a top. <laughs> which is GoldenEye. You know, that's the 90s. But yes, Pussy Galore, Holly Goodhead, Plenty Tool, Octopussy. They're just... <laughs> they're... The are arcs of an age past, hopefully. Especially Pussyclaw. It's just like not... It's not so in any not, way. <laughs> I, not any, I mean, they're basically setting up Bond one-liners, aren't they? Yeah, um, pretty much. Thumper in Diamonds Are Forever. Apparently that's one. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Another reminder of the dark past of James Bond. Oh, her name, Alex, her name is Jacinta Jinx Johnson.
0: Jacinta Jinx Johnson. Triple J. It's
1: a G, apparently. Oh. Not not Gonson. <laughs> Jacinta Ginks Jansen.
0: So so now it's time to figure out the best and worst of the songs of the 90s. We'll start with the best as per usual. Alex, what is the best James Bond song of the 1990s? For me, it's definitely World Is Not Enough. Before I listened to any of the songs, I would have said that that was my favourite one.
2: And after listening to all of them, I would say it was definitely my favourite one. So yeah, I think possibly an honorable mention for Goldeneye, just for the the golden Eye. Someone had to do it. <laughs> but it's just literally for that bit and possibly the, the sort of end bit where she goes really high and really belts out the Goldeneye over and over again. But actually as an overall song I think World is on enough is, is definitely the best nineties one.
1: Yeah, it's one of those I think if you'd asked me not being really looking into this, I would have said Goldeneye. I don't know why I think it just maybe that's because of just the game. And the film is a very good film. Maybe I'm just slightly biased, but songs, when you're just listening to them back in preparation for this, The World Is Not Enough is the best song. I don't think Tomorrow Never Dies even
0: needs to be mentioned. Well, it will be mentioned, but not in this segment. What do you think, Dee? So, yeah, same. It's between Goldeneye and The World Is Not Enough. I think the the four songs, I think, are a bit of a wash. So I think I just have to go down to the actual belting out of the name of the film. So I think I'm edging towards Goldeneye just on that basis.
2: I think it's going to be. It could be a close vote. I think a lot of people
0: yeah. will have
2: fond memories of Goldeneye, so I'm I'm interested to see which one wins because I think I
0: know which one won't win <laughs> of the three. Which brings us on to the worst song of the 1990s, James Bond wise, not just generally. Ben, do you want to go first this time? I don't know what you're going to say. Cheese. So you did, you were right. You didn't know what I was going to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm gonna <would> expect it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tomorrow never dies. Yeah, it's just, it's just poor, 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 poor. I don't really know what else to say about it. I just don't want to listen to it again. Don't want to speak of it again. Cover my ears while you guys talk about
2: it. Alex, what about you? Yeah, it's obviously the same choice. I think like I'd even, I'd go for, I'd go as far as saying that when we do compile our final lists of best and worst, this is going to be right down there for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I just, I just didn't like it. I just, didn't. I found it difficult. I found it painful to
0: listen to the chorus. Yeah, I have to agree. I think Cheryl Crow's Bum voice and Leigh's performance was a disgrace to the film. Her voice lacks the operatic quality <laughs> of best Bond girls like Shirley Bassey, Tom Jones, and even Melissa Manchester. Katy Lang surrender. Now that's a Bond theme. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd read that review. Brilliant original ideas. All my thoughts are original. <laughs> Except that one. Thank you for joining that song from that movie. This has been a fun one to do. Um, we didn't know it was going to be two parts when we started, but seems like it's going to be now. So we'll put up the poll. You can follow us on Twitter, and that's where you can find the polls. Ben, what is our Twitter handle?
1: TSFTM.
0: Have, have you finished?
1: What is, I can't remember the rest. TSFTM Pod. <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> and um, if you want to help out the podcast, you can do it by sharing this on the on the Sheena Eastern subreddit because it'll confuse them. <laughs> we are the only two posts on that subreddit For many many years uh, So all that's left now is to do some goodbyes So it's goodbye from me, goodbye And goodbye from Alex I don't see myself as hunk of the month
1: <laughs> Just that? I thought you, you felt like there was a bit coming after that
2: Nope
0: <laughs> Other people may But I don't see myself as it I'm humble <laughs> Stay humble And goodbye from Ben on the June 25th,
1: 2019, Melissa Manchester's work was reportedly destroyed in a universal
0: fire. R.I.P. Melissa Manchester. <laughs> She's not not her. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Goodbye, <laughs> everybody. <one>. Bye.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: One second. I don't know why my computer's just decided to just close the window.
2: (laughs) Your computer can close your window?
1: Yeah, well, it does it sometimes when, like, other programs want my attention.
2: Uh, Oh, it's like Ben's actual window. No, it
1: um... (laughs) wasn't. Alexa, close Ben's window.